Bratola Daviano Made, um Magic, au Emma Dachun, machin manga manga chigao telras, um, with a bunch of different guests here today. How about the Gamaljeans start out with introducing themselves? Yeah, I'm Salp. I think y'all might have seen my introduction in the Misoli video as well. Um, so I was in the beginning of Viosa right from the start, and I've been with Viosa for quite a while. So I will be very prepared to answer any questions that may have popped up in our very important inbox. On to Nico. I'm Nico. I am also very old. Um, I came in like a week into Viosa, so a bit behind Salp, but I feel quite prepared as well, especially to answer questions about like the community and um, stuff like that. Paneku. So I'm Paneku. I've been speaking Viosa for around a year, so not near as long as the Gamashin. And I'm also the editor of this podcast. So I've been around as long as this has. And it's been really interesting seeing it change as I've been here even in this short time. And I'm Magic. Magic. I've been here for almost a year. I came in here from the Yamisali video featuring Viosa the day of that release. And since then, I've been just learning Viosa, contributing to the community. And one such project would be the podcast. On to Mixes. I'm Abomixis. I joined the Discord server in February, so I've been around for almost half a year now and relatively active in that time, just learning and hanging out mostly. And Glass? Hello, I'm Glass. I randomly remembered that Vios existed about a month and a half ago, and I was like, hey, why not join the Discord server? So I decided to join and start learning, and it has been an absolute blast so far, learning about not only the language, but its community. And... That's pretty much how I ended up here. That's also great. All right, so the first question that we're going to answer is one of the also most commonly asked one when people join, as well as when people are just curious about Viosa, is they would ask, I'm not sure how or where to start. Please help. Any tips for beginners on learning the language? And Glass, since you're the newest from us here, what tips would you have for a beginner? I guess I would just say, start out with really basic questions. Just whatever word you see that you don't understand, immediately jump on it and ask what it is. Or if there's a word that you think might be useful to know, either just for asking questions or in general, just ask what that is. I think the most important thing is just finding words to ask about and then just asking what they mean. Because when you're new, there will be no shortage of opportunities for this because you'll see new words all over the place. Once you start to get a hang of the basics, especially, you'll start being able to understand most of sentences, but there will be one missing part that you don't quite get. How did you deal with words that might be very vague in meaning and without like an easy one-to-one correlation? For those, I kind of dropped the whole idea of like asking for pictures or whatever and went in on examples. I basically came up with really simple example sentences that might have used those words, but just replaced the word that I didn't know with brackets and then question marks in the brackets. 
And I think that was a good way to kind of communicate what I wanted, even if I couldn't explain the idea using words I knew. I could explain an example sentence where I knew every other word in the sentence, but not that one. And sometimes I think it will be hard to find the exact sentence or the exact way to ask something that you want. But eventually, I think you would pick up on it either when you learn enough words to be able to ask what it means or just by seeing a word around asking what it means. And then it turns out that it's a word you wanted earlier. That has happened to me several times, actually, where I just been wondering at one point, what is X word? And no one has been able to give me a good answer or I just haven't been able to figure out how to ask it right. But then eventually, like a few days later, I see a word being used in conversation. I'm like, hmm, I don't know what that means. I should go ask about it. And then I ask about it. And then it turns out to be exactly the word I wanted. You might not be able to get the exact word that you want, but if you keep on pressing through, eventually you'll be able to get it or at least be able to get enough of an approximation that you can ask about it and communicate that concept. Patience and persistence are definitely like big things, especially because sometimes like you will, and this happens to me even like having <laughs> been speaking it from like the beginning, occasionally it'll happen to me where like nobody can explain a word to me or like there's nobody around to explain a word, but I figure it out completely by accident. Like I'll just, I'll see exactly the right message. I would have had no idea how to formulate a question to ask what somebody had said in the message, but it, sometimes it just clicks completely out of nowhere and you have to just be like patient and become comfortable not understanding things and allow those opportunities to happen. Yeah, you really have to kind of be comfortable with the ambiguity for a little bit. Sometimes it even helps to just like pick up words and use them, even if you have no idea what they mean. Just say something you've seen someone else say, you know, sit with the unsureness and find a way to make it work. I think one of the hardest things, honestly, starting out is just like learning to be okay with being really awkward, not being able to form like full or complex sentences, being potentially misunderstood when you're just trying to use words that you're not 100% sure of the meaning of yet. And learning to be comfortable with and accept those things really helps you learn faster and sort of avoid encountering those things even more in the future, or it happens less and less as you become more and more comfortable with it, paradoxically enough. Exactly. Only knowing really simple stuff is just how starting off any language works. And I think especially in Viosa's case, you just kind of have to adapt to being comfortable with talking like a toddler or whatever, if that's what it takes. And sometimes that's just like how it is starting out. I think you could even compare this similarly to small children learning curse words. Because when you first learn a curse word, you might not recognize even exactly what it means. But you know that it means something important because people react to it. So I think that kind of <laughs> being able to get a reaction out of a word and kind of get people to engage with speaking in general is a good way to learn to speak. Definitely. So even if you aren't sure what you're talking about, say it anyway, because we've all been there. We all know that even if you do accidentally curse at us, you probably don't mean it. And if you do, then good job, because you figured out some pretty cool words. <laughs> Yeah, no, I love that. I've seen so many different definitions for the word bean, but a lot of people just use it the same exact way. Yeah. Um, or even in slightly different ways. It's it's funny too, because I'll spit exactly. I'll see like people say oi blin, but not like not so much blin on its own. 
But like Oiblin as like a set phrase has become like a thing which I find very amusing. I have like a whole set of strategies and different approaches to starting out as a brand new learner of Yosa. One thing that I think is important is that we tend to emphasize a lot on like just like jumping into the learning channels and just starting to ask questions and learn things. But a lot of people either aren't comfortable with doing that or like super anxious about just like trying to speak a language you literally know zero of or don't know what they want to know and so don't have questions that they want to ask. And that was where I was when I was starting out. And so I sort of think of learning strategies as like split between more active and more passive strategies where the active strategies are things like you jump into a learning channel, you draw a picture of what you want, you write an example sentence of what you want to learn, and you start to build up vocabulary so that you can hopefully articulate a concept in a way that somebody will understand and be able to help you with. And with that strategy, obviously, there's going to be times where you don't know how to ask a question or other people aren't understanding exactly what you're getting at. And in those times, that's the point where you really have to become comfortable with letting a question go if you just can't get the answer at the moment. And it's possible that you'll gain the vocabulary you need to ask it more clearly later, or somebody else will be online teaching at a time who does understand how you're explaining it. Or maybe you'll just encounter the word that you want in use randomly some other time when you're not even really thinking about it. But for those people who don't want to like jump right in or find it a little bit daunting, there's a lot of content made by the community that makes it really easy to pick up some of the basics without having to directly actively engage right from the start. And those are things like the wiki, the picture dictionary, Riskly, this podcast and its transcripts. And all of those are places where you can go and read things and find words that you don't know or concepts that look interesting. Try and learn them from context or use them as places to mine for words to ask about in a learning channel so that there's not as much pressure on you to direct your own learning by like having to come up with every single word that you want to learn. And the last thing that I think is really useful for new learners is just heavily, heavily abusing Discord search. It is so, so useful. Whenever you see a word that you don't know, just search for it, search for any spelling you can think of of it, and look through all the different ways that people have explained that word and concept in the past. And those can often be really helpful for giving you a more nuanced understanding of all the different meanings that a word can have to different people. Honestly, though, I only realized that like a month in and I wish that I had realized that I could use the search feature sooner because it is so useful. Usually I can just search up a word and then ka in the search bar and get some sort of understanding of what it might mean. That's great. And the next question would be, what are the things that I've done the most towards keeping the community alive and thriving? And I'll just share my thoughts first because I thought it was interesting in a way because when I was looking at 2018 from the Dankabang, Viosa was quite desolate. Like there wasn't as an active community as right now. But it's like also just Viosa simply kind of yeah. reviving itself multiple times. So it's just also part of Viosa. And I just wanted to say that really the Yan Misali video was really the start to really keep the community now kind of moving. For sure. Yeah. Before the video, like, like, like you said, there were long stretches of time where 
I think desolate is actually like a pretty good way to describe it because it was like there were times when it would just be like me and Salp or like me and like one They're other in person. Wasteland. Exactly, completely. And we'd be like, is this the end? Like I remember we've had conversations where we're like, well, if it, you know, if it dies here, then it dies. Yeah, we'll keep it. But if nobody else does, so be it. Exactly, exactly. And even even during those times, we were like PMing each other in Viosa or whatever. But I think exactly. The stream of new people has done done a lot for like just making sure that it continues to be a living and breathing thing instead of like kind of just living in our private messages. <laughs> yeah. Or even living living in the same context that a conlang does where you create a feature and you're done. Yeah. The things that we do create, they're always moving, even if they're not moving in a direction you would expect them to. Mm-hmm. That's true. People have added so much diversity and interesting features. Completely. Now that they've revitalized things a little more. Yeah. And then plus now there's content in Viosa that, you know, like could be interesting to kind of explore. For sure. I've been making like small videos. You've been doing this podcast, music, lots of like translations of songs have been coming out, which is really exciting. Yeah, just people writing things in Viosa. Yes. It's so fucking important. Yeah. It's amazing. And it's so fascinating the variety of content you get, but also the variety of expression and the types of things that I see that I wouldn't necessarily know how to express in English. Mm-hmm. Kind of that different lens on mm-hmm. communication in general, kind of, I think, influences the way that we interact with each other in a really interesting way. I agree. And also, I just want to add as well that I feel like revitalizing the community after the Jan Misali video has really formed so many new personal connections among mm-hmm. people who joined. Like, I see people who don't really even speak Biosa, but who are still active in the community, and they are still an important part of what keeps the community alive, in a sense. That would be potentially a source of, I mean, it'll be a source of people who start learning at some point, if they so choose to do so, or it can also just be something that keeps people coming back to talk to their friends or whatever. Yeah, exactly. There are a lot of like mutual interests too, which is fascinating among people like like programming was one of the first like really obvious ones. I feel like because a lot of people who are into constructed languages are also into computer languages. So there's a lot of that. And then I realized at one point, like how many people there were in the server who like write music or like compose or do any anything at all with music. And so I started like an offshoot server, but that offshoot server would not have been able to happen. Those people wouldn't have ended up in Viosa if the Miss Holly video hadn't come out. So... It's a completely other community based on a completely other topic of interest that was like a result of that as well. So for sure. Yeah. And so the next question that was asked was, also, I find myself translating things to English instead of just understanding it in the language it's written. How do I stop doing this? So I'm a bit of an exception in terms of most people's avenues of learning in terms of Viosa. I never took down written notes or anything like that. I never even took down a monolingual dictionary. And in one respect, I would suggest this for other people. It's a really interesting way to kind of challenge your brain and force yourself to only use the language. But it's also a lot of work. So I think probably the most important thing (laughs) I would say is 
don't expect things to line up and be okay with not understanding why certain things work in a certain way, why a certain construction is placed in this order and not another order that you might find more intuitive. Because the kind of internal thread that Viosa runs on is not the same one that English, or for that matter, a lot of other languages, really. It's very much its own thing and kind of giving its own space to breathe, I think is really important in not getting caught up in syntax or in word order or anything like that. I do think writing a private dictionary is, um, it's a perfectly fine option to have. Like I personally keep a Viosa Spanish dictionary. So like, it's just what works for different people and what you're prepared to do. But in the case that you do keep a dictionary, I would suggest using it more as a vague guideline rather than solid rules for what corresponds to what, like Pancakes said. Like there are some words where I've just kind of like accepted that there's not going to be a perfect translation or like a perfect equivalent um, from a Viosa word to a Spanish word in some cases. So I've just kind of written down a vague approximation in my dictionary and kind of just relied on my general understanding of the word instead of the dictionary for some words. Other than that, back to the general topic of translating in general, I think that translating in your head is just something that it's gonna happen when you're learning languages when you're starting out like when i was learning spanish that happened to me a lot and i think it just kind of naturally decreased the more experience i got with the language i don't think it's something to be too worried about because as you get more familiar with the language and environments that have the language in them i think that'll just naturally start to um phase out Fully agree, fully agree. Like, even in Viosa still, I sometimes do it when I encounter a particularly confusing sentence or a bunch of words that I don't really know at once. Yeah, I on, on the topic of translation, like, I agree a lot. I think that it's very natural to start out with translation while you don't have any other, like, scaffold to sort of cling on to. And that's something that naturally fades away as you get more and more accustomed to just interacting in the language. And the Viosa only instruction like interface that we have set up makes that a lot easier than it would be in a classroom setting where you're constantly encountering translations between English and whatever language you're learning. For me personally, I started out with just a bunch of like scattered post-it notes of like Viosa words and my guesses for like what their English translations were. And for me, it was much less of a like organized personal reference and more of just a way for me to take notes and occasionally have something to glance to. But I think I stopped taking them like a couple days in and stopped looking at them about a couple weeks in. I found it a lot easier to just sort of learn words by like memorize them by how frequently I encountered them. And I found it a lot easier to remember and use words very quickly to the point where my notes became sort of obsolete. And I think that that is a common experience for people. And so you'll find a lot of people actually don't keep dictionaries or started out keeping dictionaries and don't maintain them anymore. And that's a natural part of just learning the language and becoming more accustomed to it and letting go of your English. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, like, I also didn't like really keep a, a personal dictionary. I've found that just like there's like a, a moment 
where like uh, this happens a lot actually where people are like trying to decide and it's like a big deal they like start asking people on the server they're like should i be keeping like a personal dictionary and like the answer is like very very varied and i think for a lot of people the trajectory is like what you said where they start out doing it and then they like stop doing it at some point but uh i found it useful to try and just like trust myself like i think that that is just like a choice that i made i was like i'm gonna just see what happens and see if i forget words and i did forget a lot of words but i was very comfortable with that not everybody is and not everybody has to be um but if you just like don't allow yourself to see translations then it becomes less common yeah for sure yeah and honestly to an extent like forgetting and then relearning or re-remembering or whatever is completely normal as a part of language learning no matter what language mm -hmm. it strongly reinforces it in your mind when you've forgotten and then remembered it will be of course awkward when you're trying to speak to somebody and you have no idea how to express yourself but that's also part of the fun if you decide to see it that way on the topic of speaking because this is a question that i in particular have interacted with a lot um being able to write and understand written viosa is very much a different skill from understanding and producing spoken viosa. So consider these two separate skills. You learn how to produce a language in writing in a much more concrete and easy to reference way. As soon as you write down a message, you can double check it for grammar mistakes or anything like that, or reread a word if you've forgotten it. But conversation is a lot more fickle. And so if you are super good and well-versed at reading and producing written viosa, I would challenge you to attempt speaking and attempt For sure. interacting with a conversation. But don't expect yourself and don't put pressure on yourself to be at the same level that you are in writing. For myself, I was mute for two months before I could speak at all which is probably an extreme example, but it's definitely something that can happen and not something I would worry too much about. Mm -hmm. And the next question, which is an interesting question, which is about in a formal classroom setting, how would you go about teaching Viosa to a group when you're the only speaker? Like about the community and the culture and the language, how would you do that? Yeah, I think Nico, you did most of the teaching after the initial wave of the people who joined after the Jan Misli video. So I think you are very qualified to answer this. Oh boy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I did. Um, I so we started getting messages pretty quickly because our Discord handles were in the video. Like, hey, add us to the server. Hey, like, I want to be on the server. Like, hey, like. Does the server, is the server still around? Like, is it alive or whatever? And so, um, so we started adding people. And then I don't remember like when this moment happened, but I just remember that there was a moment where like there were like a couple dozen people. And we were like, should we have a call? Like, should we just do a video call? And I was like, yes, let's let's do it. So I just like opened. I think it was me. Yeah. I think I kind of did that the first day. I just asked, like, we should do a voice, like a video call. It's something. very possible. I totally, because I remember you were in the, you were in like at the first call or at least the very first couple of calls. So yeah, for sure. And I was like all about it because that was, that was my favorite thing about the original like sessions was just like learning and interacting people. And like, I found that I really, really enjoy teaching Viosa this way. So I think what we started with were very basic things like pronouns and describing yourself and your immediate environment and encouraging people to like repeat 
and like talk to each other, which is like what most SLA situations are like. Like if you're in like a Spanish class or something, that's like what it's supposed to be like. But it's hard to get students to like be engaged. I don't know what mm -hmm. the remedy for that is necessarily, but fortunately it seems like a lot of the people who end up in the Viosa server are like actively interested. And if you just give them an opportunity to like interact in that way, then they will. I think some of the important things to emphasize that kind of produce the Viosa culture are like being explicit about when you're speaking in Viosa versus when you're speaking in English, like making a clear delineation between those two things that you're not like asking for a translation of a Viosa word in English or vice versa. And also like consciously ending those sessions that you can be like, okay, it's time, it's time to like time out. Like everybody's like feeling a little full. Let's discuss in English for a second, not like translate, but talk about how it felt to like have the conversation or whatever. And like things that people noticed, those are also very fun. So the Viosa teaching and the like English reflection segments are both very interesting and important. I think mm -hmm. turn-taking is also very important as well. Like when you have a lot of people and the first thing that you do is teach them how to ask questions, <laughs> ask very simple two word <laughs> questions. Everybody suddenly has a question. And because they don't know maybe all of the words that you might use in an answer, you have to like make sure to keep your answers very short or like just keep track of how many new words you're using. You have to make sure that people aren't talking over each other or that you don't diverge into too much of a tangent. And you just have to be comfortable coming back from tangents and being like, we'll get to these other words another time. Next question. You know what I mean? So I think if I was in front of a classroom full of people, I think that's kind of the the start would be just like teach the basic rules, like taking turns and separating English and Viosa and like kind of making sure that when you're speaking English, you're still like celebrating the process because I think that keeps people very interested. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think for me, part of the difference between a normal classroom setting you might get in like, for example, a high school Spanish class, which even if you haven't taken Spanish, I'm sure you can kind of think about what that might be like. There's a lot of, how does this work? Please tell me I want this word. There's a lot of kind of, you, you want to do one very specific thing and you you don't always kind of have the patience for the why or the reasoning. And I think because of how Vios is structured, you have space and you have a manner in which being okay with waiting and being okay with learning in this order makes it a lot easier to engage in the learning. But I also think that a standard one teacher and a group of people learning that know nothing or know only as much as you've taught them makes it very difficult to kind of experience everything I think mm -hmm. I would kind of have a one teacher and like four TAs in a class, yeah, yeah, for, for example, sure. 30, because there's definitely so much variation and so many different ways that you can explain something that kind of, again, being okay with not knowing and being okay not knowing how to ask for what you want kind of goes back to the teaching experience as much as the learning experience. Mm-hmm. I think as, as far as instilling values or whatever, getting the students to teach as well is like a, a big one too. Like I always get very excited when people start teaching and I encourage them to like help each other. Definitely. One piece of culture I really wanted to bring up at least at one point is the word trading culture that happened shortly after the release <laughs> of the video. Yep. There was this whole phenomenon where 
you'd have these people who had recently learned or gotten a fairly sizable base, but still had a lot to go. You'd see people teach each other. And kind of one of the things you'd see either at the end of a conversation or kind of throughout in these, it was wonderful. You would just, you'd ask for a word, you'd give an answer and the other person would do the same for you. So there was this kind of mutual growth going on, even if neither of you could answer all of the things you wanted to know. For sure. That kind of strengthened, I guess, group mm-hmm. for Vios. One group kind of grouped together to like teach Viosa to each other. And they felt more comfortable with each other because they've been talking for like a long time, mm-hmm. trading words and all that. So it was an interesting experience. For sure. The next question would be, we got two questions about that, which is just that Viosa could be potentially like seen as too European, too Eurocentric, and what's the Viosa's community's take on this? Yeah, and I feel like the immediately obvious answer is, yep, it totally is. It's very European, it's very Japanese. <laughs> Those are the two comments we get constantly, and I feel like there's really no way around it. I mean, that is how Viosa ended up. That is what its fate was with the, you know, starting pieces that we put in motion. It was mostly European languages and Japanese. So, like, to me, that's not necessarily an issue. I don't think it's necessarily very fun or interesting that it ended up that way. But also, Viosa, Viosa was just an experiment. It was not intended necessarily to be, you know, an international auxiliary language. It was not intended to be fair or the most interesting conling in the world or anything like that. It was just something that a bunch of friends did to have fun together. And then this is how it ended up. And it ended up being way bigger than we expected. So I feel like anybody who doesn't like Viosa for that reason is wholly justified and should, you know, either decide that Viosa is not the language for them and perhaps go start your own compingen because those are super cool as well. Talk to Magic. Magic knows a ton of interesting compingens. And there are so many options out there. Start one with your friends you know, the sky's the limit. Um, but also, one thing that a lot of people do as well is just, you know, come into Viosa with the idea that you can affect some change on your own. There's a lot of diversity to draw from. You don't have to go for the European ideas at first. Like, you can really do whatever you want. A lot of people even just come in and be like, I don't like this word, I'm going to use a different one. That's not necessarily my favorite solution, just because, you know, there's also, like... A lot of near synonyms that you could use instead of just mapping words onto words that you know already, but there's just so many different possibilities for how you can keep Vyosa interesting. And it's fully invited. Yeah. It's fully invited as yes, well. Please. I think like most people would be like, yes, like if you have like a weird idea, do it. Do it. <laughs> just do it's it. wonderful. Yeah, see if it catches on. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think the fact that it is very European, the fact that it's so open kind of makes this unavoidable to an extent because a vast majority of the people who are learning and speaking Viosa know English and a lot of them also have um, a European language as their first or second language beyond English. So I think like the fact that it's so open, I think a lot of people just kind of naturally gravitate to Europeanness because that's like the grammar features and stuff that they might be more familiar with. But the fact that it's so open also means that you can kind of do what you want. And as long as you're understood, you can have something that's less European or has more unique grammar features. I know 
in my case, personally, as a newer person, I've still kind of been trying to find my own writing style. And whenever I see a grammar feature or something that just doesn't resemble European languages that I'm familiar with, I immediately just like jump on it and start using it. Partially because I just consider it good to have a more diverse set of features in the language, and partially just because it interests me to have unique grammar features that I haven't heard of before, and I just think that kind of thing is really fun. So yeah, ultimately, it's pretty much just up to you and what you want to do with it, and you can help move the OSA away from it if it being too European is something that bothers you. For sure. As much as people often talk about it being too European or too Japanese or whatever it is, because we get a lot of comments all sorts of different ways. But for as much as people might say that, I feel like it doesn't really change how unique our style of communication is. Or even if it is European, I don't think that changes how like special it is. Like I said, there's a lot that you can do with it that I wouldn't necessarily know how to do in English. Or even does it matter if it's European because it establishes communication. But I think because Viosa is meant for communication and to be fun, it's a game, it's an experiment, it's something to do with your friends. And so I think making your own way with it is really important. And even though we talk a lot of the time about as long as you're understood, it's Viosa. It's also as long as you can make yourself understood. Some of the most interesting differences we have come from either partial misconceptions or from people purposefully changing a word and that change being kept and being perpetuated. So I think no matter how you go about using the language or interacting with the language, the perceived Europeanness, it's not going to stop you from doing cool things with it. So even if you aren't sure, I'd definitely say give it a try. And if you decide you don't like it, then sure, but definitely give it a shot. The next question would be, how many divisions were there between Proto-Viosa and Modern Viosa? For example, was there like an old Viosa and then the middle Viosa? What were the differences between them? Were they formalized and yeah. Change happens in Viosa very slowly, except for at specific points in its history. Like right at the very beginning, there was a lot of semantic territory that hadn't been charted yet. So of course, people were like pulling from their original languages when we were like first starting things. And then like a lot of that kind of cooled down and solidified into like a substrate <laughs> that everything else kind of like moved around on a little bit until Yamisali made their video on Viosa, after which we went from like 40, 50 or so people on the server to like over the year, we've, we're almost at 900 people on the server, which is amazing. But so there was an explosion of like new people speaking. And that also meant a, an explosion of like new ways of using Viosa and like new words being birthed and like all kinds of new ideas happening. So I think that point was a, a very concrete turning point. But even since then, things aren't quite the same as they were at that moment. Like things have drifted a lot. New people have solidified how they use their variety a little bit more. Some of the new things that happened then have like kind of died off as like some people have lost interest, for instance. Um, like Samuelo, for instance, um, had 
a bunch of really cool ideas. Like he had these these words that you could use to um, express how you felt about an utterance, which were really great. Um, and he did a lot of teaching as well. So they were around for a little bit and then he got busy doing, you know, his life, <laughs> of course, as one does. And um, uh, but so a lot of people don't remember all of those, but they do remember a couple. So it's like that point happened. There was an explosion of new stuff. Some of it died off. Some of it's still around. Yeah. And we're just kind of cycle in that, in that kind of stage. Some people remember it. Mm -hmm. Some people don't. Some people kind of kept those words. Other people use different words, perhaps very mixed in a way. And I also want to talk about stages of Yosa. Like I've noticed at least from my point of view that from the beginning of the Yamisali wave, mm -hmm. it was still quite in a way conservative, but it led the way to like innovation to like how modern Danviosa just really more, to me, it just seemed more innovative with a bunch of grammar features that people started to use more and more often that when I was first here, it was more like, oh, I'll, I'm just going to try this out, but kind of died off. I think one of the interesting things with these divisions too is because Discord search still exists, so you can still find all of these things that happen. And sometimes we get words that are resurrected, if you will. <laughs> yes. Um, and then we get some really interesting semantic drift because we might not necessarily remember that this word, for example, was originally just a synonym because someone didn't like a word. Now it might become an entirely separate word because we've accepted the original word and now we have a new word. So what do we do with it? Exactly. The um the like semantic space of like um metallic cutting objects <laughs> is like very interesting. <laughs> of course. Because they're like there are like four different metallic cutting objects. Four, yeah, they're like they're like four different words that cover these um, metallic cutting objects in various sizes, sharpnesses, and like modes of utility, um, <laughs> their intent or whatever. I I don't I don't know when each of these words like was birthed. I don't know which one was the original. I don't know if one originally meant all of them and then it broke into several other ones. But I do think that so at least one of those was a complete resurrection from like the olden days. And a lot of people use each of these words differently. Like for me, they're largely synonymous. <laughs> they're not. But, they're but for, not. Yeah, exactly. For no. other people, each one is a very narrow category. <laughs> I know that every time I have tried to teach this word to someone, because inevitably somebody asks about eating utensils, every time <laughs> I have tried to teach any of these words to anyone, I like know like one word for them and then i look it up in discord like history and i like feel like i've stumbled upon like <laughs> like a landmine of like <laughs> ambiguity yeah. and like multiple words and meanings and i usually just like like pick one that seems to be like most recent or most common and like go with that one um but yeah that's that's yeah. the whole thing <laughs> yeah absolutely i mean some of these um I guess synonyms have been around basically since the beginning as well. Diosa has never been a monolith, so I don't necessarily think it makes sense to talk about it purely in stages, just because honestly, like the dialectal differences have in some ways always been stronger than the, you know, time differences as well. And I think that totally segues as well into the following question. How did it go at 
the very, very beginning. <laughs> so I feel like a lot of people would be very surprised to find out that even some super basic words in Viosa that are totally accepted as holy canon have not always been that way. So <laughs> my favorite example, um, I say that slightly sarcastically, is the fact that instead of ya, the first word for this is konnichiwa. Um, <laughs> thankfully that died. Thankfully nobody <laughs> says that anymore. Um, but it totally highlights how like there was a very you know, stable beginning with words like, you know, akurat, firsto, un, du, these sorts of things. These were the first ones that we coined. However, not all of them stayed the same because everything has always been in flux. And um, that is just a side effect of how Viosa is taught and the fact that people have always wanted to contribute in their own ways to it and have always had misunderstandings here and there. But also to add on to that, I feel like some of the first words that we coined as well tended to center around the more concrete things, you know, like mm. things you can easily show in video call because that was how we started. For a couple of weeks after the beginning, we would just spend hours a day for the most part just on video call, trying to establish basic understanding, having fun coining words. Mm -hmm. And that's why a lot of more advanced yeah. concepts or more abstract concepts took a little longer to establish. So I would also say that in the first year, there was a very clear distinction between, you know, two weeks in versus you know, seven, eight months. And Very true. I hadn't really thought about that, like Viosa moving from more concrete to somewhat more abstract as like mm -hmm. a time difference. I think really the fact that we can compose poetry and make games out of misinterpreting each other's poetry yes. is quite the feat, quite the accomplishment. <laughs> I don't think that would have been possible back, back <laughs> in the day. Yeah, we have these like very major aspects to view the culture nowadays that are part of, in a way, this movement. I, I almost want to call it an art movement that people have started <laughs> yeah. to take part in. <laughs> and to also segue into more major cultural landmarks, I suppose. Aha! How did you guys come up with the word Ringo? Where did it came from? Yeah, the word Ringo came from the year 2019. It has not been a major part <laughs> of Viosa for very long. Um, that blew my mind when I heard it. Right. Yeah, so this is not a thing on Skype at all or anything like that. And the first word for this was completely different. There was the word Rus. Not spoiling what it means, of course, but I feel like most of you already know. And so the word Ringo was only added in 2019 when Ruma, a new Viosujin at the time, introduced it because it was, you know, a very easy concept to ask questions about. Yeah, Nico, you had some more stuff to say about this, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's like a perfect example of like a, it's like a perfect generic noun word because it, <laughs> without using the English word for it, it's a small object which fits in your hand, acts as food. It can be, you can do a whole bunch of nouns to it. You can throw it, you can eat it, you can cut it, you could smash it, break it drop it but um also bop it <laughs> um anyway so uh, you can do all kinds of things to it it comes in all kinds of different sizes and colors you can talk about what it feels like they can be dry or wet etc so there are separate emoji for the different colors as well which is really nice <laughs> <laughs> it is very helpful yeah for like expressing it's the same thing, but it's some of its properties are a little bit different when, when, you know, t talking about sentences like that, when forming sentences, like comparative sentences. Exactly. 
And just a quick fun fact about a different convention, which also heavily emphasizes Ringo <laughs> culture, and they argue about like which color you should use when teaching a nail gene in their convention. But yeah,、um, that was just an interesting tidbit. I wanted to also mention that actually Ringo culture isn't just us. <laughs> it's transcendent. It's like it could be part of it could be part of just convention in general, honestly. Yeah, it's arisen through need and also the cultural milieu of being on Discord and the fact that the emoji are so accessible. Completely.、Mm-hmm. Salp, was that code switching or not? I can't tell.、Um, I that would be a walkie. Oh. <laughs> well, is it? Should we have time? Yeah, yeah, we have time. Let's see. Okay, so okay, quick explanation. Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> quick little explanation. So we just ran into it. Um, we've used a couple words that are culturally very important to Viosa. The nature of explaining them, I'm just gonna try to do in as roundabout and like vibey a way as possible, so as not to accidentally translate. So one of our rules is that we don't translate. And when somebody translates, there's a like people's eyebrows, people's eyebrows raise. There's like drama. Everybody's like everybody has to decide.、Um, is this Iwaki? Yeah. Sometimes there are additional repercussions depending on which voice call you're in. Indeed, <laughs> indeed. Yeah, we we have a we have a、um, Viosa only ring, and、uh, if you use English in it.、Um, You get banned. You are gone. You're done. You're out of Yosem. But oh, Nico, oh, Nico, what is a ring? You've you, you've done it again. <laughs> yeah. So it's a kind of communication between peoples across a distance. Perfect. Primarily with. <laughs> primarily with. Be very careful.、Um, yeah, be really careful. You don't want to uwaki. <laughs> Do we need to explain uwaki also? No, that would be uwaki. <laughs> Let's leave it. Let's leave it back. <laughs> just don't do it. Let's yeah, just just don't Uwaki. Um, I will be very sad. Just say no. Just say no. Just say no to Uwaki, kids. In the like bit old days, you would get like a special red X <laughs> on your message <laughs> when you <laughs> when you did something like that. So, you, but nowadays it's a bit laxer. It's more、uh, verbally mediated rather than <laughs> um. By reporting you to the secret police. Indeed. <laughs>、mm-hmm. <laughs> Another word, neogen, has like come up a few times. Hmm. I can't think、it's、of what a- you are probably if you don't understand. Yes. Yeah. It's very <laughs> probable you fall into this category, especially if this is the first episode of Davihanu that you've listened to. Also, gamujin, because I think I used it accidentally. Right. Well. In a more concrete way, you might call your grandmother Gamaljin. I'll just leave it at that. It's a possibility. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I think Self and I fall into this category. We're Gamaljin. Yes, my grandmother's. I agree. Exactly. <laughs> so、uh, reconcile that how you will, dear listener. About the two words for Ringo, we have Rus and Ringo. And so this is a pretty obvious example of how meanings can shift because "rus" was completely reinterpreted after the Yanmisoli wave to be a synonym of the word "ru." Magic, you want to add the fact that you did it or whatever? Yeah,、um, <laughs> it was really strange because I feel like it's it could be 
like a two-way thing. Like I did it, and then a Nelgin that joined the server at that time also did it. I just accidentally heard "r" as "rosh," and I just kind of happened sporadically, which could have helped the confusion between "rus" and "rosh," and then quite possibly have merged. Also, just want to point out that I've misheard a lot of things back in the day, my, and then which which really makes my Viosa distinct. And this is also one way that Viosa could change: just mishearing a sound and then sticking to it, or not being able to interpret a response that you may want to do something different. For sure. It's also a marker of like how much influence a single person can have on Viosa. That I feel like you claim your Viosa is distinct, but it doesn't feel very distinct to a lot of people anymore because you have taught so much and <laughs> propagated those distinct features to the point where they are now very common among people who came along after you did. Yeah, I don't know if this would be the right comparison, but like. Some languages has like dialects which are of low prestige because my dialects really, <laughs> when I was speaking, it wasn't really perceived really well.、It、wasn't really treated like other people's viosa. It was somewhat non-standard. Yeah, especially at first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. It was just like I guess considered in a way lowest prestige, and then somehow. Some way, I just taught so much that it just became standard, which is quite funny. I think we ran out of energy before you did. <laughs> That's also true. I think it's interesting because this whole Ringo Ros and Rus situation. I was here before the Yanmi Sali video, and I didn't learn about this word until the debate <laughs> was settled, which I think is kind of interesting. So I've only ever had one word for this concept. Yeah, you can never see all of Yosa at once. There's always only a limited perspective that you have. To see other parts of Yosa, you really just have to go deeper and deeper into it. Down the iceberg. Yeah, down the iceberg. <laughs> exactly. Down the iceberg. Should we talk about the iceberg? Yeah, the iceberg was、um, <laughs> was an image I created in which it portrays beginner of Yosa. And then to like common things that they would learn in the first day, and then slowly down the iceberg, there is a bunch of word confusions, words that are quite difficult to explain, perhaps, or very interesting or like Viosa-like. And then slowly deeper down the iceberg, there's like Viosa cultural references and not, and not. So yeah, but that's another aspect. It's more and more esoteric. As time goes on, yeah, and that's another aspect of, I guess, Viosa culture. It could get kind of deep, even though Viosa only has been around for like six, seven years. Yeah, like six and a half. Yeah. Wow. I know, right? It's it's <laughs> it is so hard to、crazy. believe sometimes because it was so threatened at some points. But here we are. Here we are. How about we all formally say our goodbyes? Yeah, let's do that. How do how do we formally say our goodbyes? In the most fiosa way possible, of course. Ah, <gasps> 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 <gasps>